0: Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to ariselife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. All right. Well, listen, I've got a question for you guys. Um, Do you know what season we're about to enter into? We've been in the preseason for quite a while, but we're out about to enter into judgment season. It's an amazing season. I know you thought we've been in judgmental season since COVID began, but you ain't seen nothing yet. We're ramping up for a presidential election. Come on. Can I get some judgment, people? Yeah, come on, come on. Tell me who's going to hell. Come on, tell me who's going to hell. I know it. I know it. I don't care who. You just shouted it out. let's just take a look into the Bible for a minute. That's always a good idea, isn't it? All right, Luke chapter six. That's a good place to start. Let's see what Jesus might say about that. Not Jesus, surely not. I don't know, let's try for, uh... oh, that's a good verse right there. Yeah, 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 about do not judge and you will not be judged do not condemn and you won't be condemned. Forgive and you'll be forgiven. Give and it'll be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap for the measure you use. It will be measured to you. Wow. I've never gotten so few amens in my life. That's awesome. Awesome. And that was Jesus. That wasn't me. That was Jesus. He's always good for an amen. Um, you guys need to know something about this. Uh, A, when, what we're talking about today is, A, I am an expert at it, but not in the good way. Just saying. This right here is what Jesus delivered me from in the first place. Um, 15 years ago, I was about 115 years old. I was so crotchety you couldn't see straight. I had the spirit of discernment. I could discern all of your faults before I met you. It was amazing. Superpower. And I was grumpier than a grump 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 can be. I wasn't a, Is that does that sound like a fun person to be with? No. But I have a question for you. Why do you think I was so judgmental? Anybody? I felt judged. Fear? pride. It was a lens. For me, I'll be real, it was self-protection. Self-protection. Identify all the possible ways we can die and shoot them early. You know, if I was going through the police academy, there would be no dummies left. I'd just shoot them all. You know, you know how they always have the lady with the baby pop up? You know, have you ever seen that In, in the shooting gallery? She'd be dead. I, I just, you know, just for safety's sake, let's just kill them all. Because when we, anybody here done this, I'll try this. Anybody here done, done this? Uh, 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 I'll, just, I'll do low hanging fruit. You don't have to out yourself on this one. Uh, anybody done this? You're driving along and, you, and somebody does something totally stupid in traffic and you begin to pray to the devil about them. Oh, Jesus, what? I mean, you're talking to Jesus, but strangely enough, it doesn't sound like Jesus. You know, you're like, what is wrong with these people? And then 15 minutes later, you do the exact same thing. (laughs) What do you feel in that moment? Oh, not you. What would a person feel in that moment? Humbled? Angry? Shame! Shame! Oh my gosh, who here has done that? You've made a judgment and five minutes later done the exact thing. Oh my gosh. But this is the better one. If you spent years developing a judgmental pattern, but were righteous in your indignation and only then did it. Hey guys, you know what? I'm a go getter. I was the first person in my family in over 300 years to get a divorce. How do you think that went down? Judge and you won't be judged. But we're supposed to. We, we know right from wrong. Aren't we supposed to? Well, how about, let's just do this. I'm going to show you a couple things because I think for us, the biggest place where we feel justified in judgment, anybody here feel justified in judging um, leaders and public figures? Yeah, oh I, I, I thank you for honesty. This is the honest church. The others are just blinking furiously. No, I, I, I mean, the, the reality is, is, isn't that what social media is for? I mean, you know, is, is we feel justified because we feel powerless. and we have no way to control their actions until the election, and then it will probably be rigged anyway. And so in our powerlessness, we judge. Let, but anybody here had a boss you judged? <laughs> what happens, you know, the crazy thing is, when you judge a a boss, what do you do with your heart? You close it off, don't you? You protect yourself, right? Mm, if I was in charge. Here, ooh, who here has fantasized about being in charge until you were in charge? <laughs> oh, another one, another one. I was the perfect parent and then I had children. Well, if you would just do A, B, C, D with your child. True? Yeah, rela- oh my gosh, anybody here? Oh, whatever you're an expert at, <laughs> right? But what happens with bosses and leaders, when we judge them, we close off our hearts. And when we do, we close ourselves off from receiving the blessing they have to give. I have a question. How many perfect leaders are there? None. None. So is there always something to judge? Yes. Yes. Except Masha. Me, absolutely. Um, all right. So I want to give you a couple examples real quick of some people navigating judgment in, in the Old Testament, and then we're going to jump into a passage uh, that I think will set us free. All right? So the first one is, we've talked a little bit about this. I'll just do this story time for the sake of keeping it PG. Uh, Absalom, uh, is, uh, uh, there was a horrible thing that happened to Absalom's sister. And Absalom was mad, and his dad, King David, did nothing about it. Anybody, anybody, who are my justice people? I'm a justice person. Come on, justice people. Somebody should do something about that, and I nominate me, right? So, as a result, because his dad wouldn't do anything, he waited three years. Uh, he waited uh, two years, sorry, and then killed his brother who had perpetrated the thing on his sister. You thought your family reunions were bad. <laughs> Three years pass. He's on the run. They trick him into coming back, um, David letting his son come back because David's problem is he's t- he lets things go. Anybody here? You're too nice? You know? yeah. Usually, by the way, a justice person is married to a nice person. Just saying. <laughs> it usually, just to drive people crazy. You know, they're like, seriously, we need justice. Can't we all just get along? Yeah, and they'll kill us all. Like, just hug the axe murderer. You're like, what? Okay, so anyway, so what happens is, what does Absalom do? If you've got Bibles, go to 2 Samuel 15. We're going to read six verses real quick. And it's also read, written on the board. All right. In the course of time, Absalom's come back. His dad has let him come back. No harm, no foul. So bummed you killed your brother. My bad. Is <laughs> it, something out of whack here? In the, here? Yes. Is something dysfunctional here? Yes. Anybody here have the superpower to see what's wrong in a situation? That's me. So, David has taken the Israelites who are a slave nation from the, one of the poorest nations on earth to the richest nation on earth in the sp- face, space of 20 years. He has taken a people who, you know, he took slaves and made them kings. Is he doing something right? He builds, you know, he's setting up the temple. He's restored worship. Is he doing something right? Yes. yes. But he's also screwed up. All right. In the course of time, Absalom provided for himself a chariot with horses and 50 men, using his father's money, to run ahead of him. In other words, to to make himself look good. He would get up early and stand by the side of the road leading to the city gate. Whenever anybody came with a complaint to be placed before the king for a decision, Absalom would call out to him, what town are you from? He would answer, your servant is also from the tribes of Israel. In other words, I'm not from the swamp. Dave is the swamp, but I'm not. I'm I'm from out, you know, I'm not a politician. Then Absalom would say to him, "Look, your claims are valid and proper, but there's no representative of the king to hear you." Um Okay, this is this is confession time. I have been the person who has heard the people's complaints in a church. And instead of helping them, I have gathered their complaints. Before I was a leader, I have ga- Oh, you're right. That is horrible. That's the way the church should be run. That's what should be done. I've been that person in an office. This is confession time. I, I have the gift of sympathy. You do know that's not a gift in the Bible. Sympathy is to agree with someone's brokenness. If I were appointed judge in the land, then everyone who has a complaint or case would come to me and I would see they receive justice. Well, guess what happened? Absalom declared himself king. He became that judge. Do you think justice uh, thrived under him? No. It was the exact opposite. In fact, the very crime that was committed against his sister, he committed against many women. Because what happens is is criticism and judgment feels like a superpower, but it's actually empowering the devil, and you will always know it by its fruit. Again, this is my confession. So let's look at somebody else. We got Daniel. You guys remember Daniel? Daniel in the lion's den? So Daniel had a problem. His boss was a guy by the name of, anybody? Nebuchadnezzar. 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 Now, why would David have a problem with Nebuchadnezzar? He was an evil king. Well, when Daniel was about 15, he was forcibly castrated and dragged off to another country away from his family. Is that unjust? Nobody, please don't, don't hover over that. That is horrible. That is horrific. That is horrific abuse. And this is his boss. This is his boss what? What? Now, granted, Nebuchadnezzar did that just by signing a pen. He didn't do it himself personally, but he was the king. And then he puts him in a school for witches and wizards. (laughs) You think your school's demonic? Anybody? I mean, theirs was literally, no, no. Anybody have your demonization book? Let's break it out. I mean, you think... But he navigates that. He navigates that season with that. And what does he do? He sits there and he, he says, there's this moment. And then Nebuchadnezzar tries to kill his three buddies when he's out of the town. Remember that? He throws them in the fiery furnace. Like, I mean, they didn't burn up, uh, Daniel. Come on, man. I did, You know, give a guy a break. You know, it was a bad Tuesday. Anybody had problems with your boss to that level? <laughs> I know that's the problem with the Bible; it removes our excuses, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm like, oh. so what happens? Here he is standing before the king. He is standing before the king, and in um, chapter four, he says has this moment. The king has this dream, and Dan, and Daniel, and he tells him the dream, and Daniel is shaken. He is shaken to the core of his being. Now. I'm just going to be real. If I had been through what Daniel had been, I probably would have been praying for the king, but not the way you're supposed to. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Oh, Lord. I see his end. I see it. Right between the crosshairs. You know, that would have been me. I I, I mean, I don't think, I don't know if I would have, but here he goes and he has this dream and, and when Daniel hears it, this is what he said. Oh, let's jump up to there. Yeah, there you go. He said... He was perp- that Daniel was perplexed for a time, and his thoughts terrified him. Do you know why? Because the dream prophesied Nebuchadnezzar's downfall. I, you'd be thinking him going, "Oh boy, I've been telling you, you're a baddie. You're a horrible person." But does he do that? No, he's terrified. Why? Because I believe he's been praying for the king, because his heart has been for the king. He has laid his injustices at the feet of God, and he has turned his heart toward the king. And then he says, if only the dream applied to your enemies. And he proceeds to tell him that if he does not repent, and instead, uh, you remember, you remember, um, oh, what was it, Jonah? Remember he told, he, brought, he was supposed to bring the message to Nineveh. Um, he neglected to tell them if they repented, it would be all right. He basically just said, him your toast and they repented, and it all worked out good for them. The dream doesn't tell him to repent, but Daniel tells him to repent. He says, if you'll repent, this doesn't have to happen. Why? Because I know my God, because I've been praying for you. Does does Nebuchadnezzar repent? Nope. 12 months later, what happens to him? He's eating grass. He's grass. (laughs) He's down on his all fours. He's gone cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Man, I'm telling you what, in our political environment, there would be websites dedicated to a webcam watching him. <laughs> oh my gosh, can you believe that? I know he was crazy. I always knew it. Actually, I, 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 I knew this was going to happen to him. And instead, Daniel is crushed. Now, I've got a couple questions for you. I believe his heart was for the king, but can you think of some other reasons why Daniel would be crushed that the king would suddenly be stark raving mad? Because he prayed for him? him? Who's number two? Listen, Proverbs says it really well. What a terrifying thing is, the earth trembles when a slave becomes a king. Every time there is political change, people suffer. It's just a common, it's a thing. You you look at history. Even if your side wins for a while, there's suffering in that change. (sighs) And Daniel realizes if that king goes down, there's 120 psychopaths ready to jump into the gap. I had this experience. We were in Russia, and, you know, in Russia, there's, we had all kinds of organized crime around us, and I was judging with graciousness, righteously, right? I mean, come on, they're, they're mafia. I mean, you don't need a, a PhD in judgmentality to be able to, to judge the mafia, Right? <laughs> I mean, come on, drugs and prostitution, whatever, gambling, whatever. This should be easy. And the Lord said, and I was like, oh, if we could just get rid of them. Because sometimes uh, we would have apartment buildings, and one apartment building would have like um, maybe 10 main entrances that would be that column of that. So you'd walk up, and we called that an entrance. And so sometimes an entrance of, of would be a dangerous place because the mafia controlled that entrance, and, and, the, and the Lord said to me, he said, why are you praying for the mafia to get kicked out of that entrance? I'm like, Well, <laughs> anybody had a hard time arguing with God? <laughs> he doesn't play fair. He never does the obvious thing. I'm like, because I'm a good boy? He said, Peter, why don't you pray? He said, you're trying to get people saved by attack and extract the way wolves do. You know, they go for the weakest in the crowd. He said, but people, he said, all those mafia members are already a member of a church. It's just not my church. He said, why don't you pray that the mafia leader gets saved so that his mafia becomes a church? And I was like, I I didn't, I (laughs) didn't. He's brilliant, isn't he? You're like, but the reality is Daniel recognize, oh my goodness, I've been ministering to Nebuchadnezzar, man, and if he's out of the picture, I gotta start all over again. (sighs) Do you see a different perspective? I'll flip it another way. I just wanna ask you really quickly, I think, don't, don't answer out loud, please don't, this would be bad. Think of the person you least like in politics. And here's my question, What's God's heart for them? Every single one of them has a destiny and a calling. They wouldn't be where they are if they weren't at least walking in a portion of that authority and calling and, and anointing. Anybody heard a musician and you're like, "Oh my goodness, you can hear the anointing on him and they don't know Jesus? Just because someone's using their gifts for evil doesn't mean they're not called. What if instead of pulling them out of power, they were saved, delivered, healed, and redirected for the kingdom? But oftentimes we pray what I like to call witchcraft prayers. I'm an expert, so don't try this at home. Oh, Cobb County. Oh, (laughs) Masha, let's keep this theoretical. All right, I'll, I'll, I'm, all right. you guys ready? All right, let me show you how to pray witchcraft prayers. It's really simple. Normally churches don't want to teach you this, but I'm, I'm here for you. All right, okay, watch this. So uh, our daughter doesn't do any screen time because screen time makes her crazy. Just real simple. So not because we're great parents. Anybody here did something accidentally, but it looks like you're awesome, but it's really just you're staying alive? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so here I am. And, and, and so then they're telling us we're going to be virtual like two months ago. And I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. That, will not, that is not good for my child, so that will not be happening. That will not be happening. So as I pray for Superintendent Rags now, in Jesus' name, you will manipulate. I mean, direct his path. You will do X, Y, Z. Those are not the prayers Jesus listens to, but somebody else listens to them, just saying. And uh, as it became more and more apparent, we were going virtual. What do you think happened to my attitude, boys and girls? I'm not from your own personal experience, just in general. Yeah, so, so, so my level of judgment went up. My level of joy went down. By the way, those are exactly opposite. They will never go together. Anybody, you can't have Holy Spirit joy. You can have, <laughs> but not joy. Anyway, so here I am, here I am, and Cobb County is going virtual, and I'm watching as my daughter, who is amazingly powerful, joyful, energetic person, becomes tired, depressed, frustrated, and angry. And of course, I'm very happy with that, and I'm blaming her, which is helping things wonderfully. And the Lord goes, Peter, where do you think she's getting that from? (laughs) The devil. (laughs) Let me rephrase that. Who's giving it to her? I'm like. (laughs) He said, Peter, why should she have hope for her school year when you don't? And this is the the kicker. Hold on to your seatbelt. He said, Peter, are you saying that I can't bless you? and i can't bless her through virtual schooling That's a trick question, Jesus. That is a trick question. That no, you're not playing fair. No. I mean, you're God, and you can do anything. But not that. <sighs> But I didn't like what was happening in my environment. Anybody here, you didn't like what was happening in your environment, so you got smart, (laughs) even when you were dumb? Anyway, and so in that moment, I just said, no. I said, enough. I said, I'm going to get God's heart for the year and declare it. So I said, I said, Danya's going to have the best teacher. She's going to have the best girls, no sassy girls. You know what I'm talking about. Um, it's going to be the best. It's going to be an amazing, and she's going to thrive. Which sounded like the biggest <laughs> fantasy ever. Anybody? Anybody when Jesus talking sounds like delusion? Anyway, I turned around, and I just said, I told Donnie, I'm excited for your school year. I didn't get a chance to tell her all the things I was hoping for. Do you know within minutes, her entire attitude changed? It was supernatural. It was not positivism. You know your children don't change that way. It was amazing. And she became the person that we love again. And God's like, took you long enough. (laughs) And in that moment, I was like, oh, no. Guess what happened? We keep doing research. She truly got the best teacher. She got, her last year's teacher was awesome. It turns out this year's teacher is the best friend of last year's, but even nicer. And last year's teacher wrote a three-page recommendation about our daughter to this teacher telling her the best way to help her. And then it turns out the other teacher who does the hard subject deals with is like a superhero of science, which my daughter is like, Ooh. and it's amazing. And then you know what? It's working and she's thriving. It's like walking on water. How's that possible? But it took me disconnecting from what my eye sees and connecting to what his heart says a new perspective. And so I want to just take us, we're going to end here, Um, but in this passage, if you guys got it, let's go to, uh, let's try, I think 2 Corinthians. Is that where I'm going? Roderick knows. He knows all. Wow, he's got like a word of knowledge. Um, So uh, 2 Corinthians 5.16, because I want to just say this, is you know that thing where we're not supposed to judge? I dug into that. Do you know what? Another place that verse comes up Is John that same word judge comes is John 317. We love three sixteen, right? For God so loved the world that it gave his only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But the next verse, three seventeen, says that the son did not come into the world to do what? Judge or condemn it. See, this word judge isn't so much about discerning good and evil. It's about locking somebody into a a demonic fate. It's about agreeing with hell over someone's life. Anybody has somebody do something in your life that you don't like? Recognizing they're doing something contrary to who they are is just natural. What's supernatural is recognizing, looking past that to see who they actually are and calling that forth. And so what happens is he didn't he doesn't condemn it. So how do we do that? And this is where where Paul takes us. He says, "From now on, we regard no one from a worldly or human or fleshly point of view, though we once regarded even Christ in this way. We do so no longer." So anybody anybody really good at knowing people after the flesh? <laughs> like I mean that, that was me, my 115-year-old self. I could, I knew everything was wrong with you, right? I knew the facts, right? Uh, anybody here like a researcher, like if you, okay, don't, you're not going to raise your hand on this, but, but any, you're, you're a Facebook stalker. You, you hear about somebody and before you meet them, you like do a whole dossier on them. You like find out about them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see that hand. I see that hand. No shame. We're good. We are a shame free uh, community. Um, but, but the reality is how do we not know someone after the flesh? Well, let's back up. If you don't understand a verse, you should look at the verses around it, right? For context. So let's back up a minute. Verse 13, he says, if we are out of our mind, by the way, if you're following Jesus, sooner or later, people will think you're nuts. It's a good thing. As some would say, it is for God. If we're in our right mind, it's for you. Um, that's another way to say if, uh, if you are uh, hammered drunk in the glory, that's for God, um, but it's not very helpful to anybody else. <laughs> for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. How many did he die for? I have a question. Trump and Pelosi, for which of those did he die? Good. You're in the right place. All. And therefore all died. God has made provision for every single one of us to be transformed into who he's called us to be. And he died for all. For which politician is it too late? Even Biden? There was some confusion there for a minute. Uh, And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for whom? For him who died for them and was raised again. Therefore, because we don't live our lives we no longer know anybody after the flesh. We don't know them. We don't, we lost our right to judge other people. We lost our right because we now see them as He sees them. We, and so, therefore, why? So, this is, anybody love this verse? Because of that, therefore, if anyone is in. Christ, he is a new creation. That means a totally new thing. The, has no, there's hardly any correlation with the past. It's a totally new thing. A new thing. The old is gone. The new is here. And here we're going to end. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us what kind of ministry? Division. Oh, sorry. Reconciliation. Reconciliation. Reconciliation, what kind of reconciliation? That God was reconciling the world to himself. Notice, he's not reconciling himself to, to the world because he never had a problem. We were only ever enemies in our own minds. He's always been for us, but the world doesn't know that. Anybody seeing what the world thinks God? God's mad at them, don't they? Where do you think they got that? Moving on. Uh, that God was reconciling, not counting people's sins against them. Well, who's going to do it then? Well, it's a good thing you've got me, Jesus, since you're dropping the ball. I'm here for you. I will do that counting for you. I, I actually, I'm an accountant. I can do this. And he has committed to us what kind of message? Message of reconciliation. How does that happen? It doesn't happen by strength. If it happened in strength, it would just be, there would be no justice. Where does justice come from? From him. From him. But do you know what justice is actually in the Bible? The the word justice? It means to return a thing to its original intended design and function. So my question is, uh, that politician you least like, do you know God's original design and function for them? For that boss that drives you bonkers and can't find his way out of a trash can? Do you know God's calling on his life? probably not that. See, the reconciliation is if I know who he is, if I know who she is, I can call them back to God as who they actually are. I can stand in the gap for them. See, God could bring judgment and and discipline to Nebuchadnezzar because Daniel would stand in the gap. Daniel stood in the gap, and the whole time that he's down on all fours, Daniel's interceding for him. And you know how I know? Because when Nebuchadnezzar comes back to himself, he says, your God is God. And he announced to the entire world, you need to worship this God. Let me tell you, that doesn't happen unless people will give themselves to love and care and honor people, not according to what they do, but according to who he says they are what they're called to do. But when we stand from afar and throw rocks at people, do you think anybody's gonna draw near? Does that look like a ministry of reconciliation? The reality is there is not a politician who will do everything you want. There is not. And listen, only God is the God who cares about all of these things. And only God can move on behalf of all these things. Only God can make something out of our political system. No man is worthy of that trust. No woman. He's a way maker. But what I want to say, and this is where we end, is the hardest people to not judge are the people we live with and that are in our lives constantly. True? Because we have the most evidence. (laughs) I know, God, you say they are ABCD, but have you seen them lately? (laughs) Hello? what i want to just say take a moment is um if we could have the worship team come up as as they're doing that i want you to close your eyes and think about the person that you struggle the most with judging and masha laid the groundwork for this amazingly because she said we have to do what lay down all of our own understanding right God, uh, and some of us, we have 50 years of understanding this person. And we need to lay that understanding. If we're going to get a new mindset, if we're going to see how God sees them, we actually have to be willing to give up the old. But it's my protection mechanism. It's how I stay safe. Either he's our protection or we're our protection. So in that moment, I lay down before you, God, all of my understanding. Everything I know is true about them. Because it's not working. It's not controlling them. It's not keeping them from being idiots. It just is. And Lord, I repent for judging them. Because even you didn't come to do that. And Lord, I ask you right now to give me your vision. What is their calling? What are they made for? What is their anointing? What is the very things that you are called them to do in this life? That you called them to be a blessing to the world through them. And God, I will give myself to pray for that. I will give myself to speak that out. I will give myself to declare that over them. From here on out, if we could stand. Father, I thank you that you are good. And we can't do this, but you do all things because you're reconciled us to yourself. And in in our weakness, you are strong.